For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Judy Fox, and we're going to talk about LinkedIn newsletters. If you care about LinkedIn and you've been seeing these things called newsletters all over LinkedIn and you kind of want to understand how they all work, you're going to want to pay attention to today's podcast interview. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram, and if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you do not miss any of our future content. And now for this week's interview with Judy Fox. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Judy Fox. If you don't know who Judy is, you need to know who she is. She's a LinkedIn strategist who helps small business marketers generate more sales. And her course is called LinkedIn Business Accelerator. She's also a regular correspondent on the weekly social media marketing talk show. Judy, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Excited to be here. I really like the phrase regular correspondent. Yes. Well, today, Judy and I are going to explore LinkedIn newsletters and what they mean for marketers. So Judy, my very first question for you is why should marketers consider using LinkedIn for their newsletters? Maybe you can talk about it from two perspectives, one from the perspective of, I don't have a newsletter for my company, and the other one from the perspective, I've already got a newsletter. Maybe that's an email newsletter. So what's the business advantage? Why should they consider something like this? Okay. So the first perspective where you don't have a newsletter when you think about launching one for your company, you have to think through how you're going to host it, how you're going to announce it, how you're going to spread the message out, get subscribers, and do all of that heavy lifting. And the great part is LinkedIn newsletters are taking all of that off your plate. So what they're taking off your plate is they will invite all of your current following to subscribe to the newsletter. They do that automatically without you doing anything. They send out a notification to your entire audience that you just posted an article, a newsletter, and so you just publish, so they do all the announcing for you. And then the final one is they will even send an email to everyone that is subscribed and to all of your followers to subscribe and take advantage of what you just posted, to engage, like, and comment so they're trying to get you visibility on these newsletters and you don't have to do any of the heavy lifting. So just to be clear, what I'm hearing you say is that in order to have a newsletter on LinkedIn, you need to publish content on LinkedIn first, right? So for example, Social Media Examiner publishes content on our website, not on LinkedIn. And unless we publish that very same content on LinkedIn, 
it wouldn't make sense for us to have a LinkedIn newsletter. Is that correct? So when you say you already have your newsletter, you could bring over past content and create a newsletter out of it, right? You already built out, repurpose your old content with very, very low effort. Is that what we're talking about? Because I think that's a great strategy. Well, I think what I'm trying to say here is we link to our content. We don't post it on LinkedIn. That's the difference. If I'm hearing you correctly, LinkedIn newsletters require you to post your content, all of it, as an article on LinkedIn. Is that correct or am I wrong on that? I would say somewhat correct because I've seen some really, really successful strategies. Newsletters with 100,000 subscribers plus who have developed a strategy of giving away the first half of the newsletter that they've written and then driving traffic over to their main channel on their website to say, go read the rest of the article. If you're interested, here's the rest of the article and it's on our website. Okay. So let's just break this down a little bit then. There is something on LinkedIn called a LinkedIn article. Is that correct? Yes. And that is not linking to articles from LinkedIn. That's actually publishing articles on LinkedIn right? Yes. And what you're saying is you can take a portion of that article and publish it on LinkedIn and then click here to read the rest of it. But this is the first element that must be in place in order for a LinkedIn newsletter, which is to publish written content specifically on LinkedIn in some sort of form, right? Correct. The way that I like to think visually or as an analogy The newsletter is technically not the content. The newsletter is the engine driving it. It's the name of the newsletter, what you're delivering, your subscribers. It's your engine driving the visibility, the email announcements, and the marketing. They're doing all of that for you in this bubble called newsletter. Now, the newsletter, the train cars behind it are all the articles that you write on LinkedIn. Those are LinkedIn articles that you have to write to be able to get attached to the engine of your newsletter. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, good. (laughs) Because it's complicated. It's not as easy as people think. It's not like opening up a Drip or ConvertKit account and then just creating and linking to articles that live on your blog. It's a little more complicated because it sounds like the advantage to LinkedIn is it will automatically kind of create the newsletter for you if you've got the content on LinkedIn. Is that correct? Yes, Not necessarily attach the newsletter. You would have to resurface that old article. It's like linking it up. You'd have to reattach it. So you may have to open up a blank article, put drop everything in there, and then attach it to that newsletter so it gets announced out to the platform. Does that make sense now? Yeah. Okay. So LinkedIn newsletters specifically are delivered over email. Is that correct? They're not delivered over notifications or are they both or how does that work? Oh my gosh, that's a great question because they're delivered in every way that LinkedIn can deliver them. They're delivered in the newsfeed, they're delivered in notifications, they're delivered in email, and they're delivered in the invitation network in that spot right on LinkedIn where they're inviting your audience to continue to subscribe if they're not yet subscribed. Okay. So it sounds to me as if LinkedIn is kind of redefining what we think of traditionally as a newsletter, right? Because when we say newsletter, at least those of us that have been in the internet, era here for the last 10 to 20 years, we think of email newsletter, right? Before that, a newsletter was something you got in the mail, right? It was something that came to your, or on your porch or something like that, right? Yeah. So it sounds like this is some sort of a digital newsletter that includes email and includes the LinkedIn platform itself. And it sounds like it's mobile and desktop. Is that correct? 
Correct. Yes. So that's one of the big advantages is that LinkedIn is going to do everything in their power to get that distributed out to your followers. Is that correct? Yeah, the visibility has been so huge. I have about 11,000 subscribers and each of my posts have reached 9,000, 10,000 views with hundreds of likes and comments because of that reach that LinkedIn is pushing for me. Now, a couple questions about the article versus the newsletter. So it sounds like they're kind of one in the same, right? Yes. Does this mean that a newsletter can only have one article in it? You can create as many articles as you want. I've seen some newsletters that I was looking at today that have over 236 articles. That is a lot of articles that are attached. In a single newsletter? To this newsletter, yes. Okay. So does that mean it all goes out at one time? Yeah. The newsletter, like I said, it's just the engine. So it's just the thing that is telling your subscribers. It's the thing telling them the notification, the email, and in the newsfeed. And like I said, the articles are just normal LinkedIn articles. It's just LinkedIn's giving them now power. When we talked in preparation for this, I think you told me that there are some things you can do when you're composing a newsletter that give you a little bit of creative control. Is that correct? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, because LinkedIn newsletters are a multimedia experience. You can put images in your newsletter to make them more interactive. You can put links that go away from LinkedIn, maybe to a YouTube video. And you can actually make a YouTube video play within the newsletter. That's the thing that I did with Social Media Examiner. I put the YouTube video in there. And in the newsletter, it doesn't even send you to YouTube. It allows you to play the YouTube video right in the newsletter. So that way, LinkedIn benefits and YouTube benefits. So you get both views. You can do code snippets. So if you want to embed some code in your newsletter and you're really great at that, that could be the next level. So there's SlideShare. You can put a Prezi or SlideShare in there. I think the creativity, I've been putting GIFs in my newsletter because or GIFs. Which one are we at? GIFs or GIFs? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) GIFs, I think is what I call it. I love the creativity that I'm seeing people use these newsletters. And I think That's the power in making them multimedia interactive. You can really create an experience and a branding experience for your audience. So it sounds like creating a LinkedIn newsletter is just like creating a blog post on WordPress. It's very similar, right? It is so similar. Yes. And you can link to the other articles that you've already published inside the newsletter. Is that correct? And you can also add other stuff inside the newsletter. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So Number one, I've seen some people who will create at the bottom of the newsletter, continue reading the next one, which is, and they insert the link to the next newsletter, or they put the screenshot of what the next newsletter looks like or article. I interchange the language because it all means the same thing, but LinkedIn is actually at the bottom now, including screenshots of what to read next. So you can actually visually scan through if somebody has a hundred articles attached to that newsletter, you can just scan through which one you want to read next. Just so I can fully wrap my brain around article versus newsletter, because it sounds like they are the same. Yes. When we think about an article, it's got a day that it was published and obviously you can go back and read the old articles. When you think about a newsletter, it's usually the distribution of the content that happens over a period of time, right? So it seems to me as if, if I understand you properly, you can publish an article and you can put it out there forever, right? But the newsletter 
is what triggers the distribution, right? So you have a choice when you make these articles to turn them into a newsletter or not turn them into a newsletter. Can you clarify that? Yes, that is really good to point out. You have a choice that you don't have to attach it to the newsletter. You can let it stand on its own. I will say that most people I've talked to have seen so much visibility using the newsletter attachment to say, hey, this is being published underneath my newsletter, this article. So they're finding the difference to be, you know, 10,000 views on a newsletter article versus a standalone article that maybe has 100 views. Huh. Okay. The difference is huge. Let's talk about some of the pros and cons and maybe even some of the cons of doing a newsletter on the LinkedIn platform. Yeah. There are some things that you don't get, obviously, that you get if you have your own email newsletter, right? Yeah. So why don't you tell me what you think you get when you do it yourself? (laughs) I know I can download the emails and I own the emails, right? So I would imagine that's one of the first things you don't get, right? At this time, you don't get that. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, they have added more opt-ins for events, for example, that allow you to download the emails from events. So I see the direction LinkedIn's headed. You can see everyone subscribed. So that at least gives you some amount of ability to see the subscriber list. But yes, the ability to download that subscriber list would be really powerful. Does it tell you how many subscribers you have? Yes. And does that go up and down? I've only seen it go up. (laughs) It's almost like a fan list or something like that. Yes. I was doing a lot of research before we talked today, and I was looking at a lot of newsletters. And there was one I came across that has over 100,000 subscribers on the newsletter, but the person writing it only has 30,000 followers. Mm. So they're getting so much visibility beyond people who have even decided to follow that person. What about metrics? When you say metrics, do you mean you can see how much the newsletter is being viewed and opened? Right. So yes, the metric of view is opening it. I don't know if you get a chance to see who has engaged. If you want to put Bitlily links or trackable links in that, that would be on you to create those links. LinkedIn doesn't create those trackable links for you. You do get to see how many people are sharing your content That to me is really powerful because LinkedIn's share button on articles slash newsletters is encouraging you to share it as a post, send it as a message, share it on Facebook, and share it on Twitter with super easy share buttons. Question, does it tell you whether people interacted with it over email versus on the platform? I haven't been able to see that. Okay. Yeah, that would be interesting to see which one drew the attention. Do you have a sense as to whether or not more people are going to be seeing it through their email inbox versus seeing it through a notification on LinkedIn? I think it depends on how people have their email notifications set up. I have seen and talked to a lot of different clients that I work with, and I almost feel like I'm about half and half a response. Half are saying they see it because of the notifications. Half are saying they saw it because they got an email from LinkedIn and they stay on top of their emails from LinkedIn. So I feel like I'm getting about 50-50. Is there any limit to how many of these you can send? I haven't seen a limit. I have looked at how often people are saying they do their newsletter and you can go all the way to daily. If you wanted to do a daily newsletter, you could even do more often than daily, but LinkedIn's telling the subscribers that you're doing it daily. So it is possible if you do it more than daily, like three times a day, they may either unsubscribe or tune it out. 
I want to ask you how we as marketers should be using newsletters on LinkedIn. But before I go there, I want to ask this other question, which is how in the world do we even get quote unquote subscribers in the first place to the newsletter? The easiest way is during the launch. I would come out of the gate with a really good juicy title or launch to announce it, to get it off the ground in your niche conversation. So if you yourself here have an audience already, maybe you have a thousand to five thousand followers and connections on LinkedIn already for your personal profile, and you want to launch this, I would, like I said, come up with either a how to language in your community or five ways to do something in your community. One of those very traditional giving us some really juicy value, or maybe it's some kind of roundup, or it's an ability to share your knowledge or your experience in a way that has never really been seen by your audience. Okay. So a couple things. First of all, you said personal profile. Does this mean this is not available on LinkedIn pages yet? It is slowly rolling out. So yes, I've seen a few people have beta access to company pages, but it's not all the way out yet. And I don't have the schedule for how soon it's going to be out. All right. So it's on personal profiles and you said, come up with some juicy content. I guess maybe I need to ask this question in a slightly different way, which is like, I have, I don't know how many followers on LinkedIn. I do not have a newsletter. I don't even know where I go to set it up. So how in the world do I even let people know that I have a newsletter in the first place? All right. I'll do a step-by-step. Okay. I got you. (laughs) Step one is go to your personal profile and scroll to the private area that is your resources, and you'll see something called creator mode. Everyone who has a newsletter right now has to have creator mode turned on. Okay. And we have a great video on that, don't we, for a social media examiner. (laughs) Yep. You can find that on our YouTube channel. I believe you're the star of it, right? Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I love creator mode, but at a minimum, you have to have it turned on and you have to have made a post within, I think, the last three months. Okay. It's not a big ask. So you have to have those two things. Then when you go to go to your home screen on LinkedIn and you get a chance to see make a post. Underneath make a post, it will say write an article. And when you open that up, there will be a button saying create a newsletter. That's it? hmm Okay. So basically, as you're writing the article, it gives you the option to quote unquote create a newsletter. Is that how it works every time you write an article? Yes. So every time you start with the article and then you attach it to the newsletter. So the newsletter, like I said, it's just the engine. You only have to build the engine once. Got it. So when you build this first newsletter concept, you're just going to click create a newsletter and it's going to give you one, two, three, four boxes to kind of concept. Number one, title. So you're going to have to create a clear title. I think clear over clever is really, really smart because like I said, digital marketing is a very popular newsletter And it's being run by somebody that is at 30,000 followers, but the newsletter has 100,000 followers. So if you create a very clear title, more people can follow it than even know who you are, if that makes sense. Real quick, do you have the option to change the title or is it kind of set in stone once you create it? Yes, you can edit all of these boxes that I'm about to tell you about. Okay, cool. It does give you a warning signal on your newsletter that if you change your newsletter title, it could affect 
you're following, it could affect subscribers. It, they give you a warning. It could cause brand confusion problems. Got it. Okay. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. The next one is a description. You don't get very many characters. I think maybe 200 or so characters, 300, where you are just making some key descriptions. That's where I would do some SEO, making sure your ability to describe what somebody would search for. So sharing tips and strategies on social media management or social media marketing strategies, something like that. The next one is you have a logo. You can upload a you know, square image right there and make it clear your branding, your imagery, of course, that goes along with your overall mission and message that you have. Even if it's a company page connection mentally with that branding, that would be smart. And I think the last spot is a drop-down list to pick if it's going to be daily, weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. Those are your choices. Okay. Now, my guess is that that's going to be all that information is going to be presented to someone at the point at which they subscribe. Is that right? Yep. It's not like you have to publish to that schedule or do you? No, no you don't okay. have to publish that schedule. I think I picked weekly, maybe every other week at this point. So yeah. <laughs> I've been on LinkedIn and I've seen LinkedIn prompt me to quote unquote, join the newsletter of some of my friends kind of describe where that shows up and what that looks like, because I think that's a good marketing advantage, obviously to anybody who chooses to do this, right? Yeah. So when you go to hit that button to create your own newsletter, it's going to give you two kind of opt-in check marks that are auto-checked for you that says, announce this to your whole audience. And do you basically want us to send out a blast email to your whole audience? Oh, okay. So that's the spot that you get a chance right that minute to announce it to everybody that you're creating a newsletter. So the first spot that it's going to go to is the, what I call people, people button. It's your networking button. It's going to send you right where you get those connection notifications. It's going to send it right there. It's going to say invitation to subscribe to this newsletter and put the name of the newsletter. Okay, perfect. So, so far we've learned that you got to turn on the creator mode. That's going to be important on your personal profile in order to be able to do the newsletter in the first place. You have to have created an article within the last couple of months. A post. Is that right? A post? Just a post. It can be anything. A post, a video, a link to an article, anything. Oh, any post. Anything. All right. Well, yep. that's not hard. No, it's easy. <laughs> and then you start with creating an article and it's at that point where it says, do you want to create the newsletter? Is that correct? Yes. So that's the initial creation of the newsletter. And you advise that we word it something somewhat descriptive so that it's not just like Judy Fox's newsletter, but something a little bit like LinkedIn tips that rock, right? For example. Yeah, 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 exactly. Unless you're somebody who already has a million followers across social media, which is amazing that you do and you could name it your name. But beyond that, I think the power is somebody who's at a thousand followers is going to benefit from having a well sought after knowledge that you can express your expertise in a very clear title. So I've created newsletters that are called the recruiter's corner or any type of career language, resume, tips and strategies, that kind of really, really juicy 
super clear language is what will get your newsletter a ton of visibility. Do you have the option to create more than one newsletter or is it only one that you're aware of? That I'm aware of right now, it's just one. Okay. But then again, once they rolled out to company pages, you can create more than one company and you would have more than one newsletter. There you go. Let's talk about content strategy a little bit. So we've talked about how to create the actual newsletter in the first place. I know that you and I thought it would be wise to talk about like how we ought to be strategic with the content that goes into that newsletter. What do you want to say about that? I would say the number one thing is creating a trusted pattern. So a lot of times we think about consistency in, oh, it's a weekly delivery. It's a a monthly newsletter, but trusted pattern when I say we open it up as an experience and we come to trust how your content is delivered. I know that when I go to the blog posts that I experience on your website, Michael, I am so used to seeing visual representation of the advice that you are giving. If you give me instructions, you end up maybe taking a screenshot and putting a square around it and putting an arrow saying, this is where you click. So you can create the same experience on LinkedIn that you would want your customers to experience about your brand everywhere you go. So think through the patterns that your customers, your customers are used to watching your videos. Maybe that's the direction you head. Your customers are used to seeing GIFs or maybe your customers are used to your pictures or your visuals. We have so many different ways that you as the marketer know how your brand likes to be experienced by your ideal customer. And I would lean really into that. There's a couple thoughts that go through my head. Like when I think of email newsletters, for example, there are some newsletters that I get, like the New York Times, which are extremely long. And there are some like Social Media Examiner, which are definitely not. They're short little things with links off to different places that they can go. What's your thoughts on the LinkedIn newsletter? Does it make sense to have a really long newsletter? Or does it make sense to have like um, collated information that's valuable, that's maybe curated from lots of different sources? What's your thoughts on that? I would say I've seen all the different types. I think what's really great about LinkedIn newsletters is it tells you the length of time to read. So, so far I've been creating two minutes to four minutes as a reading time, if that gives you any kind of length of time of what LinkedIn thinks it would take to scroll that knowledge. I've also come across newsletters that say five to 10 minutes. And some of those are so text heavy The best thing I've noticed is they break them up into sections, just like you're reading a bit of a book. So that way I know I'm in chapter one, I'm in chapter two, I'm in chapter three. And I've seen some really, really long newsletters that are, I think there was one called Mindset Matters, and I think it's pretty long and pretty text heavy, but it has these great markers. So I know where I'm at. I'm at the actionable steps of this newsletter now. I'm at the resource part of this newsletter. So I think it's just a matter of how you want to present your content. Some people are short and snappy. I think Gary Vaynerchuk's newsletters are anywhere from two to four minutes. I've probably modeled mine a little bit after Gary because I studied his content a lot because, hello, he was getting a ton of visibility on his newsletters and I wanted that. (laughs) You mentioned code snippets, and you also mentioned people can share them. So first of all, let's talk about sharing. Do you have any tips on getting people to share? Yes. So I think the visual image that goes along with it, just like we have our YouTube thumbnails, you have your 
LinkedIn visual card. It's your social sharing icon that's going to go with that article slash newsletter. It's going to go with it to Twitter, to Facebook, to Google, to everywhere that it goes. That image is going to be attached to it. And what I tell people is make that image so clear. It can have text on the image. It can be descriptive, not just a stock image because stock images are not serving really truly understanding what they're sharing. And from a business standpoint, it's harder to get the audience on LinkedIn to share something that is stock image. I've actually taken the thumbnail from a YouTube video and made that the image of the newsletter because thumbnails from YouTube videos are really, really great. Is there a share button that's built into the newsletter and do you recommend people find it and you know, do you write language that says, hey, if you like this, be sure to hit the button or something? Or how does that work? Yeah. So my language that I've been trying out was you are a rock star for sharing. And then I put a picture of the share experience and I put a little like mouse over it so that it looks like it's clicking. And I was even thinking of making a GIF. There you go. Scrolling down and clicking the share and showing the experience in just a quick little GIF. So Yes, I do tell people, encourage sharing. You have to tell people to share or else they don't know to share. They don't know that that's the reaction that you want. And I will say I've gotten anywhere up to about 91 shares using that type of strategy. 91. That is a lot of people sharing. Let's talk about this code snippet thing. Like what the heck can you put in there? What are people doing with it? I love that right before I got on here. So I've used it before. And the number one way I used it before was to take a code snippet of a post on LinkedIn. So I could insert it into the article and the newsletter article. So that way it could live on. It could be more evergreen. That post from two years ago, I can resurface inside of this article and I can actually expand on the conversation. I can have maybe the conversation that didn't fit in the amount of characters that a post back then would do. But when I tried it right before here, I was having trouble uh, making it work. So we'll have to figure out what's going on because it's such a smart way of using it. So just so I understand, can you get a code snippet, like for example, from a YouTube video or a code snippet from an embedded tweet? Is that the idea? Like you can just stick it right in there and that way it'll be clickable and functional and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah. Like I said, I've been following different creators and one of the code snippets was a tweet this kind of code snippet where the image and the tweetable all went together and opened up Twitter right there and then said like, this is a great quote from this article on LinkedIn. Let's talk about some example use cases of individuals or businesses or applications because we're marketers here. We want to try to get conversions at the end of the day, right? So how can we be using LinkedIn newsletters to really help with our conversions? I love seeing that when you are writing this newsletter, you get a chance to deliver some value, deliver some knowledge, deliver a how-to. And then right below that, just like you would do on your website, you would have a section that you get to promote something. So for example, I would promote this podcast. I would say, podcast spotlight section. Okay. And that way, as you scroll down my newsletter, you might get delivered YouTube video this week that's in the spotlight, a podcast spotlight of the week, especially if you're doing a weekly newsletter. And that way you get a chance for your audience to go, oh my gosh, I love this person's voice. I love what they're doing. I love their opt-ins. I love their knowledge. 
what's the spotlight of the week? And they can always look forward to that. It's like giving them a menu of you. We talked about the possibility of being able to book a call. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about how that might work. Yeah. So I have an article from, I don't know, it's like two or three years old now that is attached now to the newsletter. And it is generating calls because I put a screenshot of my calendar and I made the picture a clickable link. So if you visually look at the newsletter, as you scroll down and read it, when you click on that image, it will take you direct to my calendar to book a call. And it is a sales call and people are clicking. It has been extremely powerful. I would say it's the same for book sales. You would maybe make a visual image of your book. We're more drawn to want to click on an image, but you can make your images in these articles clickable. Talk to me a little bit about what you're doing in your newsletters and also maybe what Gary Vee is doing because you said you got inspired by what he was doing. Maybe you can start with the kind of content he's talking about and maybe the kind of content you're talking about just to also help people kind of wrap their brain around it. Yeah. He was one of the first people I really studied thinking, you know what, I'm about to launch this. What is he doing that is making his content so shareable? Shareability was the highest form of social capital. I assume that if it's shareable, it's also likable and it's also commentable. Is that even a word? It's not a word. (laughs) So you're going to get likes and comments if people are sharing. So what I did was I studied it from a visual perspective, not the details, but just the visual output of what he was creating. And it really comes down to making that social sharing icon so juicy shareable. It's something they feel proud of their audience seeing come into their own newsfeed and saying, I attach myself to that. And I think the thing that I'm seeing about Gary or the successful newsletters out there is they're ending with that kind of call to action that doesn't just say like and comment or do something, but actually saying, this is what this newsletter is, subscribe, share, and come back next week because this is what I keep delivering. And they keep treating it like it's a series, a TV show, a podcast, a deliverable that will keep showing up in your newsfeed, especially if you liked this one, you're going to like the next one. Is there anything else about the LinkedIn newsletter and articles that we have not yet covered that you think we need to cover? Mm -hmm. Because so far we've learned that you got to have a creator mode It's probably coming to pages. You probably know something you can't say. So we'll just kind of leave it at that. And you can, you know, obviously include videos and images and code snippets. And you can create newsletters that are informative, but also have a little area in there where you could pitch, I would imagine, whatever you're selling. And they get distributed over email. They get distributed over the, I would imagine, the news feed. Or what do they call that on LinkedIn, right? The feed. Yeah, it's in the news feed. The notifications. And then when you open it, it's as if you're opening an article is really what I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah. They call the newsletter like the way that they're promoting, quote unquote, the content. But the content is the newsletter. It's not like you're just seeing a portion of the newsletter. It is that article becomes the newsletter the moment it becomes distributed, right? Yeah. Is there any other creative applications or anything else that we need to understand as creators, as marketers, specifically when it comes to newsletters that we have forgotten? Or do you feel like we covered everything? I feel like there's one more thing, and I'm thinking from an SEO perspective to make sure that your newsletter lives on. And the number one thing that I do is I'm doing and filling in all the alt tags. I'm always, every single image that gets uploaded, every single video, no matter how 
It's getting uploaded into this newsletter. I'm making sure that it's clearly titled for SEO, that it's all the alt tags are filled in. If there's a location, I'm going to put it. I'm going to put every piece of identifying SEO long-term information and fill in every spot that LinkedIn gives me to fill in. Is this for Google search or for LinkedIn search? Yes. Yeah. For Google search. So does that mean that sometimes your articles show up in Google search? Yeah. And I make sure that they do. I've made sure that my clients, I've had a few clients where I'm knowing what the Google search is that we want to be the top result or the top line, right? We want to be in that top section where you don't even have to scroll. And that is the goal. And we've made it into that Google search that we tested. We made sure that we SEO'd it all over the whole article. So that way we would make sure we were in that top section. Judy, where can people find you specifically on LinkedIn if they want to look at your newsletter and in general, if you have a website you want to send them to? Yeah. So it's J-U-D-I-F-O-X. That's my name. (laughs) So you can Google me. How about you Google me? You'll find my LinkedIn, J-U-D-I-F-O-X. And I am using the hashtag Fox Rocks. If you are like, hey, I can't find her. Fox Rocks, where'd she go? And the other place is I'm going to create a great downloadable from this to give you the top ways that I think you need to leverage your newsletter on LinkedIn to get business. And that is going to be at judyfox.com slash SME. Awesome, Judy. Thank you so much for answering my litany of questions. I think a lot of us might have a preconceived notion at the beginning of this of what the heck a LinkedIn newsletter is. And now we're a lot more clear. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 503. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. And if you've been a long time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.